are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft. This is episode number 151 here, and we are joined by the president of wrestling. Well, that's what he calls himself. We're going to get into that in a little bit. He is Mr. Phil Stamper. How's it going, brother? I'm How's doing everything? well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you again for joining us here. It should be a fun one, so I'm looking forward to this conversation here. It's like it better be. And what do you mean I call myself the president of wrestling? Like, let's well, be clear. But when, when I posted this was going to happen, I saw that was a, vi- a big controversy. Certain comments were like, "Oh, this guy." He calls. It's like so. I wanted to. I wanted to get a hold of. Okay, so what is? What? Why is it the president of wrestling? Where did this name come from here? So when I did it, it was uh, by by the point of my wrestling life, um, I was still actively wrestling. Okay. But I, I kind of knew something was wrong. I was like, I, I, I had nerve pain up and down my arm. I'm like, Oof, okay. I have this weird feeling. I was transitioning to mouthpiece rolls. I was already doing extra work in the back. And so it, people would say to me, like, Phil, it's like you're running the place. And it was like, okay authority figure and then i was getting booked as an authority figure at places so it was like yeah. this makes sense i'm gonna i'm the president of wrestling because i really am the president of wrestling gotcha there you um, go. so it, it, it just it it came it clicked like it was right. it's something for no again and, and that makes sense and it's trade it's trademarked matt cardona um just saying <laughs> well then if he is listening then uh He's gonna he's gonna owe you some money, and you, you I guess you'll be seeing him. I, I guess technically he's calling himself the president of independent wrestling. So you know, there, 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 there's a little. I'm all wrestling, it's just independent wrestling. There you go. That works. That works. But okay, now that we got that out of the way, again, thank you for joining us here. Before we keep going, I do have to ask you the question. Ask everyone that comes on. You heard the name of the show. It's called Respect the Craft. So when you hear that term, the craft, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? Wow. It's sort of a mix of everything. It's not just what you're physically doing in the ring, but it's about the, the business, the industry, the, the, the sport of it, the history of it and everything. It sort of like comes along with it. Um, there's a value to all of that. And, you know, yes, people put value on different pieces of it and for the reasons that they do. And not a lot of people understand like, oh, you mean there's a skill and technique to like how you book an event and put an event on and, uh, how you get it to all run together and why is this match in this place and why is that match in that place like there are reasons to it so it's an industry um it is a business it, uh, it, it is a craft it takes an, an a skillful art to or an artful skill um <laughs> to put it all together gotcha no perfect that is again it, it, it's something where i feel like there there is something that people don't notice that there is that you have to have that for everything in the business. It's not just the in-ring as well. And that's something where I wanted to talk to you about. Because before I even got to meet you, which I, I was trying to remember today, I, I was I finally put together it was at the combat zone years ago that we finally met in person. But mm. one of the things that <laughs> I, I know it's a touchy word, but I, I had I, I was like, what place was it? Because I was trying to think what promotion, and then I put together it was that. But um one of the things that was I always uh loved about your skill trait was just your your ideas of marketing. Like if there's one thing, because I, I got big into the marketing side of wrestling and just mm-hmm. seeing how much effort you put into that. It truly is. It shows why the president of wrestling is a thing. You want to make sure people have their eyes on whatever you're working on, whatever product you're supporting and just wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Even if it gets me shadow banned on Twitter on a regular basis. <laughs> I, I, th- you make that joke, but it's almost like, it was a little hard to find you on Twitter when I was trying to, to tag and everything. So that I, might be, might be uh, I did not know until recently, uh, like last week, they were like, hey, Phil, look, and trying to add me. You can't you can't find me in a, in a Twitter search. And yeah. so uh, so I've I have found the piece of instruction that I'm going to follow after this podcast. I was like, I, I didn't want to do it until we did, did this first. Basically, from today until Wednesday night, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna touch Twitter. I'm not gonna tweet anything. I'm not gonna put out anything. I'm not gonna share anything. I'm not gonna like anything because apparently, if you go randomly go silent for a couple of days, it removes the ban. I. What's crazy is I, I can understand that though. It's almost like okay, if you're not messing with the algorithm, then it's like okay, we'll forget about you for a bit and just you're free again. So that right. makes sense. Yeah. I mean they. 
it's not like Twitter totally messed up. So I did pay, because I do the marketing piece. Yeah. I did pay for Twitter blue. I'm yes, I, I know, but I did. And, <laughs> and I, I re, I've regretted it since day one. It has been a, it was a horrible launched product. Um, the things that they promised for why I, you know, why I got in the first place instantaneously didn't deliver the little, after I got my proof of my verification from them that, okay, yeah, we've approved everything. Didn't get the little blue check mark for almost two months after the time I paid for it. It's like, what is going so, on? Yeah. So um, it kind of defeats the purpose of it all. So it's, yeah. okay. there, there's a support help for if you have Twitter blue, but literally on the field of where like I was able to access it, they were like, Oh no, you, you need to be authorized to have Twitter blue. I'm like, I, what's this? Oh, you gotta love it. But again, this is this is those things when you are in the marketing side that you're like, yeah, things that people won't understand. But I'm like, yep, this, this yeah. makes sense. But okay, so I do have to ask because this is another when I go into that marketing side of your of your skills and all that, making these lists weekly. What <laughs> what inspired that? And I, I have to commend you on that because that is something where to have the time to be able to compile just that many shows is is true just passion for this this is another reason i wanted to have you on because it truly defines having the respect for the craft because it's like just being able to find okay these are the, these are the shows happening in my area but mm -hmm. to have as many as you have on there it's, it's insane um i'm my brain had to go back for a second i was like when did how did all that start <laughs> um randomly when i really think about it i i used to work for uh volunteer for my local health department okay and i worked with an entity that did community grants and so mm. i would track in a newsletter all the events that were coming up as, and associated with the community grants um and then in my wrestling on the wrestling side of my life i had a backyard wrestling page um and i was tracking not specifically like events but the companies the different promotions Okay, gotcha. Um, and I moved up into the western, uh, or not western, uh, northeast Pennsylvania. And I was like, there was a lot of, pro I mean, I went from a place in Maryland where there's, where at that time there was nothing, uh, yeah. like really wrestling wise. It was, it was, it was kind of quiet in the, in the state of Maryland. And especially where I live, like you had to go out of the area. And by this point, I, I mean, even before I got trained, I was working like backstage for places. See, it was, I've been running things the whole time. Um, it all connects. I, it all it all comes around. Right, and then I moved to Northeast Pennsylvania and dropped in the middle of like half a dozen promotions, and I was like, well, "There's there's wrestling in them there hills," um, and so let's. Why is nobody talking about this? And so I started to put. Initially, it was just like events happening on the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Then I think it expanded to like New Jersey, and then it sort of took off for a while. And in the, uh, I stopped for a little bit. And of all people, I shouldn't credit him because I want to like shake my fist at him on a regular basis. Uh, maybe I won't. How about that? I won't. I'll just leave it as a um, a certain wrestling promoter. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> who is now a wrestling promoter? At this point, he was he was not. He was he was a, a fan who was often drunk in the front row of CZW shows. Um, okay. Now 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 I know who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, w was like. There are no independent wrestling events, Phil. There's you, there's nothing out there ever. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, There's I just never see anything. I'm like, how do you not see any of these events? So I started to put the list back together again. Um, and it literally started off of like, what do, I, what do I just see on Facebook? And I'll just keep a track of it. And then it is just avalanched <laughs> into what it is now, um, which still, I mean, honestly, I use a lot of Facebook, um, Twitter. Um, I have it now. I keep it on a Google smart sheet. So like anywhere I go, I just open up Google and I add to it. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just become its own thing. Um, the first time I ran it, a lot of people were sending me stuff. And then I'd like, I guess I really, I took like three years off from doing it. And then when I came back to do it, I don't know, a dozen years ago, nobody sends me anything. I shouldn't say nobody. Very rarely do I get a lot of stuff. Like I make a post one time a week on my Facebook, like, Hey, I'm putting out the calendar this week. Here's what I have so far. What else is out there? But that's like the only other way I really get other people's content. Yeah. Um, and so I dig, um, I've started to like keep a list of like promotions and where they're located. Um, 
And so every now and again, I'll get in, get in the, a mood if I'm like at home and I watch the television, like what's going on in Washington state. And like, I'll start there and like, I'll pick a state and just like go through and just start populating the calendar. Yeah. No. And then, then again, I commend you for that. Cause to think I'm not only, Hey, just so people know wrestling, there is more wrestling out there. Mm-hmm. But then again, to be able to categorize and have all this like, okay, yeah, this state and this state, it's just, it's insane. Well, and I guess I, I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Um, when I first started it, okay. um, I had just gotten hurt. I had, uh, oddly enough, I hurt my neck fast forward several years later and, and I have a new neck now. Um, but, uh, I was like, I want to still be involved and I want to be in the know of what's happening. And of so course. that helped, I was like, that helped me to know what was going on. Um, and I, you know, well, I'm going to. Yeah, so I want to get fans out there so they know like what's happening. But I want to use it to get myself booked. And now the <laughs> amount of other talent that co- contact me, people who are with all of the national televised companies who are on a, a list I have of like, hey, tell me like what's going on so they can try to find bookings too. Like, great. <laughs> so <laughs> no, and it is a great networking source because it's just like boom. Now it's like okay, so this is happening here. This is happening here. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then it does work both ways because also promotions are like, okay, cool. They're promoting my show. This is happening. Cool. Yeah. I'll just share it around. So every, every now and again, like if I'm busy, like something's happened and like I miss a week for whatever random reason. Um, like I tip, I try to really at least do the social media posting. Um, but sometimes I forget to like send it to the, to, I have a listing of, it's like 514 wrestling press contacts, different websites, podcasts, stuff, all that stuff. And if I miss a week, let's say, <clears throat> I'll sometimes hear for promotions. Like, why do you, why is there no list? Like what happened? Like you're the, you're the only way my promotion gets broadcast out there. And I'm like, well, I should not be your only way. Um, it is funny because I mean, I started doing this marketing for wrestling companies because I work for companies that are paying me to do their marketing. And then people would contact me going, you need to put out my show and retweet all this stuff and all the, do all these things all this time. And I'm like, I I working for you like i would like to let's talk oh no like you should just be doing this how about i do that like so i direct people like you know i do this for pay if i'm just about one promotion but hey i have this list or hey i even made a wrestling on facebook live page like that has like six thousand followers on it right now like post there like give people it, the it, tools yeah it's, you know what it is it's a lot of and again I've been there. I've felt it because I know how it is. I, that's why I became a little more, again, I commend you for doing it. I became a little more selective. It's like, okay, if I'm still working somewhere, you'll see that all over my feed. If not, it's become a lot lower. Yeah. Cause that was the same way. I would, I would see what you're posting. I'm like, okay, cool. Share, 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 share. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. It became a little more like, who am I working for right now? And then we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> right, right. And hey, there we go. We got our, the knuckleheads in the chat. Yo, yo. Thanks for checking it out. But so I, let's let's get into that because I feel like th- sometimes this is also uh, forgotten. Just because again, you're you're known as the persona. You're known in the backstage area. They see you in more of the voice role now. But you were a part of the ring as well. Mm-hmm. You are doing great things. So whole, again, and this is something I want to talk to you about. Very big on your your submissions. Submissions mm-hmm. are a big part. Submission Sundays. I remember the clips. I still, I always look forward to seeing another one. So let's, let's get into that. How did, um, how did that become a thing? How did you decide to want to get into the business, the wrestling side of it? So, I mean, I was a fan, like, you know, as a, as a kid, I was that kid that wrote to the WWE and was and WCW at the time. and was like, how can I be a, why can't kids wrestle? Like we should, yeah, we should be allowed. <laughs> um, and I got, I got two letters back from WCW um that i don't remember what the first half said but the second half of the letter was to try to sell me their book about how to become a professional wrestler um and they also said like you know hey you typically have to go to a training school you typically have to be at least 18 years old and i was like i was a kid and so like i at least knew that there were training schools i didn't know where they were um but i was aware of them being a thing that you had to go then do um and when i was done with high school there was sort of this choice of like okay when i started high school i was five foot three okay i'm gonna hit the growth spurt here it comes i was five foot five and a half when i graduated high school i'm like let's let's take this realistically and and at that time in the world of wrestling like it was still very much a big man's 
game. And I was just not, I, I, I mean, I was wrestling during high school and I, at my heaviest, well, mm-hmm. uh, I went like, I went all over at wrestling. It makes no sense. Like I was like 160, 189, 130, one back to 160. Like I was all over the place. And uh, so I knew like, okay, as a smaller guy, like I might not succeed in ring. I have to pay my own way, whatever I do next. And so I was like, I'm going to make the choice to go to college because what happens, I, I start wrestling. And if I get hurt, I need something to fall back on. And so I, I went to college and I paid for that myself. Um, so I'm, 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 I don't think a lot of people can replicate that today because the cost of higher education is very expensive. But I worked like two and three jobs at a time to try to do that for myself. And then, but I started working backstage for promotions because I was like, I want to make sure this is also an industry that I want to be in, that the culture is is right. Um, you know, again, as a kid, there were things like the steroid scandal and all the things about drug use were coming out. And it's like, okay, what what's going on? Um, and at that time, I was very much like very anti-substance use um, and was even doing prevention work. And so it was like, I don't want to be a part of that culture if that's what I see. And working in the back, that's not what I saw. Um, and it was like, okay, I feel I feel good. Randomly enough, um, so I was in college and I had been diagnosed uh, with a stomach condition. Um, so one of these weird, like, fortunately, unfortunately, on the fortunate side, they were wrong and I didn't have the exact condition they diagnosed me with. Okay. Because it was a precancerous condition called uh, Barrett's esophagus. Okay. Had the damage, so I, it hurt, but I didn't have the, the actual disease. Okay. Um, so, but because at that moment when they were like, you have this, I was like, it's precancerous because basically once it starts mutating into a cancerous like thing, it doesn't stop mutating and mutates up, up until it becomes cancer. And so it's like, oh, well, I guess it's now or never. And so I, I don't know how I did it because I was still in college. I was still working two jobs and I was like, I'm going to try to do this too. Um, and so I started training while I was in college. Um, it was not always easy to do. Um, training from where I was at college to where the training was, was two hours away, one way. Um, but I did it. And it, 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 for me, it was like, it's, it had to be done. I mean, and like, a month or two into training, I found out that they totally got my diagnosis wrong and like everything was better. I still have, I actually to this day still have a stomach issue. Um, death, but it's not at that level. Thank, yeah. It's not. It's thank, not. Right. Thank gracious. Um, it, it, it's one of those, I guess it, it, it turned out to be a, it was that kick you needed though. It was like, Hey, if we're going to start this, why not now? Yeah. Like, and when I got it, when I got to training and this was, you know, young, young boy, even though I had worked backstage for a couple of places, like I didn't know enough. And I went to a place that honestly, the trainer probably should not have been training people. And I, I knew that I was like, something's not right. I'm not getting a, a vibe. And it was like, oh, I want to learn. I wanted to learn more aerial offense kind of stuff. And I knew ruckus. Um, it, 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 even in the backyard days, I knew ruckus. And it was like, I want to know how to do more of that kind of stuff. Uh, and trainer, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. He didn't know how to do that stuff. Like, when, who was it, how was he going to teach me? And so um, I was like, well, what do I know? Because again, at that point, here I am at my height with people who are well over six feet tall. So I'm by far the, sh- the shortest person in the room. It's like, okay, what do I do? What do I know? Okay. I had been competing in judo by that point. I, I knew amateur wrestling, um, specifically folk style. And it's like, okay, what can I incorporate? Um, so I just, I just started to soak up as much wrestling at, knowledge as I could. Um, and I, you know, even then that lesson was like, if you, there used to be this sort of rule, if you can't do it to the undertaker, then why are you doing it at all? And I'm like, okay. Cause you, you should have an offense that you can do to anybody. Okay. I can out grapple anybody. Um, which got me in trouble a couple of times, but that's fine. Um, when people want to test you, Cause they don't know if that's, if that's real or not. And then they find out it's real and then they get real mad. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so I lent more towards the technical style of wrestling, which I also love. That's also my favorite style to watch too. Um, like I, my favorite wrestler in the world right now is Zack Sabre Jr. And probably maybe it's also because I've never worked with Zack Sabre and maybe I'd feel different if I ever met him, <laughs> but, uh, I, I love, I love his work. I love his ring and his, Mike work like I'm like okay 
solid. I'm yeah. good with it. No. So, okay. So from, from that, what developed into, again, it's not just that you, you do the style and you were able to learn that style. You became very known for having some interesting style of holds though. Because mm-hmm. this is not just your regular, okay, yeah, they work technical, strong style, certain strikes, and then add a submission one or two. It's like, no, you were doing some very, again, we look at the hold here. Right. <laughs> like, so what, what I mean, gravitated that to you wanting to do some very interesting style holds? So, like, early days, I mean, wrestling footage was not as accessible as it is today. Like, you can, yeah. go, on, you can go on and watch, like, every episode of World of Sport in the 1970s, and it, you're going to find it on, on YouTube. That wasn't the thing when I started. So it was like, where can I, where can I get any of it? Uh, and and Mike Quackenbush was one of those people, and I I loved that style of work. I might not love Quack, but I loved that style of work. Yeah. Um, and like there there were people at that time um, coming up too. Like Reckless Youth was like my, is still one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, low key at that time. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, my brain just went dead. I was like, there was all these people in my brain, and then went. Eh. Um, it's always uh, when the question comes, and now it's like, oh, okay, right. yeah. Uh, but like Quiet Storm, um, yes. and and you would see. I mean, these like the early days of like the Briscoes and the Backseat Boys having feuds, and the SAT, and like the way that they were innovative and doing stuff. And certainly from um, uh, there's a great interview, shoot interview that that Taz did. Uh, like towards, I think the end of the time that he was in ECW and he wanted to do uh, a shoot fight with, I think it was Paul Varlins, like one of the early UFC competitors okay. on an ECW pay-per-view. And Paulie said, no, it needs to be, it needs to be pro wrestling because people will boo it. People will boo a shoot fight. Like it's going to be too boring for them when they're so used to ECW style. Yeah. So I've kept that in mind too. Like there has to be a way and emotion to it. Uh, emotion and emotion to it. Gotcha. No, I um, I can definitely understand that because even though it is the, a more realistic style, you still want to make it entertaining. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, like, sometimes it's by practice. Like, let me figure this out. Like, how will this work? How does this work? Um, yeah. And again, it, it definitely is entertaining. Those clips, like I said, they always caught me because I'm like, that's an interesting hold. I kind of want to try that out now. <laughs> like that was something a buddy of and, mine loved it too between me and smiley where we'd always send each other clips because it's like oh look at this hole look at this hole now it's like okay now we gotta go to it, training and try this out the <laughs> clips though went from like me just doing a hold to like it they've become like almost scenario based <laughs> which was not the intention and it just so happened like i was like how am i gonna randomly like just, am i walking up on you to like do this thing this doesn't make sense and he like I'm a, and he was he had a wrench in his hand. He's like I'm gonna do and I was like oh that's perfect. <laughs> and so we went from there. And surprise, I don't know how he didn't hit me with the wrench, but <laughs> I missed the wrench. Um, that was the first one with scenario. I was like okay, so now it's like now I have to work at it. Yeah. No, it worked, and it, it again it, it adds that intrigue to it. it adds <laughs> like like we talked about it adds that entertainment to it. But if so. I have to, I do have to give credit though. Because yeah. the first time I saw like a hashtag submission old Sunday, it was Drew Gulak. Um, he was doing that with pic- just pictures, yeah. uh, ev- and every now and again a video, but typically pictures. So I have to give credit for him to him for the hashtag. Yeah. Um, but I love. I mean, I love doing it. That again, that's my favorite style of wrestling. And like, let's let's go. There you go. <laughs> and here we go. This is a, this is an interesting question. I guess we we go with this as well. Uh, did people try to take advantage of you because of your height in the business? Yes and no. And I never felt like in the ring, somebody tried to take advantage of me because of that. When I joked earlier about like how sometimes it got me in trouble, the, the technical wrestling yeah. was, um, I was super young in, in wrestling. And I started to go to this promotion called XMCW. They used to have uh, run events every other week. They would draw 400 people in Nitro, West Virginia. Um, they don't run anymore. I don't even think they exist anymore. Um, and even at the time, I, like they have a whole different owner now. Um, okay. it, most of their core group became what is now IWA East Coast. Um, but at that time, they they were like the biggest deal in 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 like in West Virginia and even in some other compared to some other states. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 my, yeah, my my screens went dead. Um, <laughs> I think it was just because I wasn't wasn't doing anything. Okay, um, no but um, I showed up and I remember like my first day there, somebody was like, oh, hey, Phil, like I heard you know how to 
know how to shoot. Like, do you want to roll? I was like, sure. Rolled with him. And then like, it started to become this thing where there was like a line of people wanting to roll with me. And I was like, this is cool, whatever. And then like six months later, go down six months, go down the road. And the, that same first person who wanted to roll with me, I was like, you know, why did you ever ask me? And he was like, oh, because Chance Prophet, who's a wrestler out of West Virginia, said that you you were from up north and that you were a shooter and that if you if we messed up with you in the ring, you would put us in our place. And I was like, what? And I was more mortified. I was like, people are now probably going to proactively try to do something to me because I'm. Uh-oh. And we and we lost him at a crucial point. Just give us one sec so this could we can get him back in here. Just one sec, guys. Just one second. Ugh. You gotta love the, the good thing about this being live. So now we're just we're on dead air. But hey, but while while we get Phil back in here, make sure you go follow Phil on his social media at Trust and Phil on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter at Trust and Phil. And here we go. Let's bring him back in. And can you hear us? Are we good? I totally can. Yeah. That was weird. You know what it was? It was that first sign of like, hey, the screens are just going dead. And then it's like, yep, there we go. But hey, it's all good. We, we plug your social while you're while you're away. I appreciate that. <laughs> all good. All good. Oh. I know there's like a wave of storms coming in from the west. So uh, it's, it's all good. We'll try to we'll try to make this quick before before all that hits. You know what it is? They didn't want oh. Did we lose you again? Uh-uh. We're gonna see if that equal if that uh you know tell it, it it's it's it, it's coming, man. It's all it's always the the great thing about this being live. Cause now we're we're at uh his the crazy thing is is that his connection looks fine. Okay. Are we good now? I think okay. We should be good. The thing is your connection on, on here tells me like it's at a hundred right now. Like you're fine. Okay. So even when it's erroring out, it's just like you'll freeze, but it doesn't show me like anything else. <laughs> so hopefully we're good. We should be good. So I don't know where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing I remember was the, uh, right after the chance profit, someone's basically, they were trying to test oh, how you would react to the, whole yeah. Thing and all that. yeah. Um, yeah. You, oh, I was trained up North and like, Oh, they'll, 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 they'll put you in your place. If you mess up yeah. in the ring with them. And I was like, I don't want anybody to think like I'm going to like, you know, go out of my way to do something to him. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I'm still super young at that, that point too. Um, and then it just became a thing that I was going to always. And so then people always associated me with like, Oh, I'm going to do these crazy submissions or like, I'm going to do. And by that point, because I had, I loved that style and I was working that style. Like I was kind of doing it too. Um, and like, and it didn't, it also helped that I basically tapped out everybody or pinned everybody that like I was would roll with at that time too. So there you go. So it, it developed. It started out as one way, but then it just developed into another thing, and it showed, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is what I can do in there if you do want to roll around in the ring. Right. That works. So let's let's get into. I know this is definitely going to be a more difficult topic to discuss. Um, what what happened with the neck injury? How um, did we get there? Unfortunately, that now. On the fortunate side, it was not a one sudden impact injury. Um, It had been a sort of a progression over time. Um, It literally started like about here in my neck. It felt like like that. Actually, it felt like somebody was just like sticking a finger and and pushing really hard right there. And it was like, oh, that's weird. And it would, you know, take a couple weeks to work out or I would like go to a chiropractor, go to physical therapy or whatever. And it just kept slowly over time progressing to the point that by the time I was like okay this is this is bad i i I couldn't sleep um it literally felt like have you ever like put your hand over like a candle and like you know had the flame thing yeah that flame just that tingling that that was the pain i felt through my entire upper arm and then i was i was still feeling like pins and needles all through my hand and especially like on on these three fingers um and so like i really knew like okay um, but by the time they saw it, uh, there was spinal, I, I literally had the, the same exact edge injury that I had spinal stenosis and I had, um, uh, lost, uh, a disc compression at C5, C6, C7. Um, so I have, uh, uh, they went in through the front of the neck. Um, so I have a metal plate, six screws, 
Um, so three vertebrae are, free, uh, uh, are stuck together. Um, they cleaned up everything and opened up the nerve pathways. At the same time, I kept going like, and also, you know, I didn't want surgery, um, at, or at least not on my neck. Um, at the same time, I was like, something is also wrong with my shoulder. I know something's wrong with my shoulder. And they were like, no, 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 it's all the nerve stuff. Okay, cool. Well, come to find out six months after the next stuff, and, and the next stuff was real. Like, I got four second opinions. Like, I, I really was like, did not want neck surgery. Um, and uh, about six months after my surgery, I'm like, something's not right. I, I still feel pain. It was no longer nervy, like running down to my fingertips, but no, it's like, just actual pain. Yeah, like, there. Something's here. And so they went in and they found I had, I had uh, uh, tears in um, my, uh, Oh goodness, I can't remember the the muscle group that's over here. Um, I because I, I still have them. I, yeah. I, I have a couple tears, and I have something that's called arthrosis above my shoulder, uh, which is the removal of cartilage. So it's like the opposite of arthritis. It's Oof. like the okay. reduction of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like uh, got a cortisone shot, and and even now um, I'm dealing with this. Like I I guess they were like you probably just slept on it weird one day, and part of your muscle got pinched inside your rotator cuff um and so like that's been inflamed for a while so i'm in physical therapy for that now um but it like i said i was fortunate that it was not a one sudden impact injury yeah but it lasted so long um even when i came back out of it, it it's funny i compare wrestling strength to like it's near like people don't know how strong some wrestlers really are yeah and so coming back out of this um i had no strength in my left arm when surgery was done and it took, it took like two years for me to like get near normal human strength. Okay. Um, and even now, like it, it's, it's at a much better place than it, than it was even then. It then. Wasn't started, yeah. yeah. Um, it still doesn't feel as normal strength as it used to be, but it's so much better than it used to be. Okay. So I, I was going to say, how does it, is it still something where even today it's still not at that place that you'd want it to even be? Yeah, I would always, I would always want it to be better. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm in physical therapy now because the, there is something else still going on in the shoulder. And so uh, I just had my, I just had a checkup last week and they were like, OK, your range of motion is much better. Your strength is much better. Um, and it's but it's so it's so slow progressing that it's like, come on, I just want to bet. I just want to be better. Like, let me be let me be let me have the superhuman strength again. I'm great. Gotcha. So uh, with, with all that, I can only what made you still want to be around the business as well because i could imagine with something like this it's almost like okay mm -hmm. let's not risk this becoming something even more worse and becoming yeah. a possible just devastating injury right there which is already and, anything to the neck it's already a little yeah, cringy right? yeah it's already like okay but then to still be around it how was how was that for you so you know at first I, that was a decision i made early on it was like well i'm still involved like i'm still doing stuff by this point i had transitioned largely to many many more mouthpiece roles okay um, and and was wrestling a lot less and it took me it took me a while to get like back in the ring um after it I, so i have been back in the ring several times afterwards um i get and i get involved you know things happen no yeah i've, I've seen that so i can imagine uh, that's that's where i was like for you how was that decision of still wanting to be involved somewhat because I know um, again the voice role is there, but then still wanting to do the unit still a thing. So <laughs> right, right. Um, I was at this was probably like six months or so after my next surgery, and I was at an event. It was outside, and we're at this like park. So there's like a big covered pavilion, and I'm sitting at this picnic table. It's only me and this this other gentleman who was rather large, and we were we had been sitting there like forty minutes, and he tried to get up, and when he got up, the whole table flipped backwards. And I took like a beautiful back bump in the gravel. <laughs> and I sat there and there's this, 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 uh, this ref I know had seen it happen and he knew about my surgery. And he, so he came over and he's just standing over me and go, Phil, Phil, oh my God, Phil. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I just start cackling. Cause I had, by this point I was like wiggling my fingers. Like, can I feel everything? Am I okay? I'm okay. Um, and then like almost a year to the date of the surgery I was at, it was, it was March 16th um was a month and a year a year and one month after the surgery i'm at iwa east coast and of course it's 316 so the, the the end of the main event ends with everybody getting a stunner and so i i go in there first and i'm like i'm gonna do the vince mcmahon taking make the sure yeah i'm gonna like bump or i'm gonna take the stunner and roll to my side 
I took an instinct kicked it. I took it and I popped up and I'm like, well, and it was like slow motion in my brain. I'm like, well, I'm already up here. It'd be really <laughs> stupid. Let me bump. And I, uh, I was like, okay, I'm okay. And even like every, people on their way to the ring were like, you said you weren't going to do that. Are you okay? And I'm like, totally fine. Everything's fine. Um, and I watched it because in my brain, I'm like, I felt it slow motion thinking it through and I watched it yeah. and, and it didn't look like slow motion. So I was like, okay. But it's in your head. You're like, oh, um, it's that moment, like the movie clip. It's like, well, you probably want to know how I got here. And it's just right. Like, <laughs> right. right. I'm not, I'm not trying to burn through my bump card. Yeah. Um, like absolutely. Like I, I think I've, I think I lucked out. Um, I mean, and but way before this, I had, I have somebody else's knee too. Um, I, I tore my ACL, MCL, LCL, and lateral meniscus all at once years and years ago. Oh, and man. that was my first big surgery. And yeah. I came back better after that one. And so, like, I already had a little bit of that. And I felt like I was already working on somebody else's second bump card. And so it was like, I, I'm good to, like, moderate <laughs> a little bit better yeah. um, at this point. And, but um, uh, I remember, like, I definitely, the first thing I did in a ring was a battle royal. And I was like, that was way too soon. Um, and I didn't realize it until I was in the battle royal. And the first time I like took a punch and I was like, oh, that was not a smart move, Phil. Um, Cause you know, you go, blah, and like, oh, okay. Yeah, everything was... starts to, yeah. Right. I could run the ropes. It was fine. The whip, like when I, the very first time I tried to, like you got that little whiplashy kind of feel and I like restrengthened my neck. I'm like, okay, it's great. The first time I took a punch, it was like, that was not cool. Yeah, um, it's like the actual impact is like, okay, yeah, this, um, well, we're here now, so we're kind of just got to go with it. Right. At that point. I, I uh, yeah, I eliminated myself from that battle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not trusting any of y'all to get rid of me. <laughs> um, and I did it with grace and style and beat up three people on my way out of the ring. Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> um, but since then, yeah, I've come back. I mean, I did a, UWF, a UWFI style fight at Paradigm Pro. I've done other matches. I had a crazy match, which I wish would see the light of day. I had a, a literal street fight with the Carver of Cutter's Alley. Um, that, like, I got my backside beat for 15 minutes, and the promoter has never released this footage. <laughs> oh. Come on. We're, we're just gonna we're gonna clip this. Can someone please just get the footage? Right. We need this footage now. We demand the footage. <laughs> and now just I work and now I'm like the general manager for Mid Death Pro, of which Carver of Cutter's Alley is using interpreters to run. So like, hey. There you go. Hey, it's 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 again, it's showing why you're the president of wrestling. There you go. It all it all connects. It all connects. Right. There you go. You're just running everything. <laughs> so I guess when we get off here, I'll ask you some tips because I'm. I guess I'm a. I'm a GM now as well somewhere, so we have to. We got. We got to get some Fair tips notes. here from the president. <laughs> so let's let's keep going here. So from that, again, the backstage roles are always there. You were assisting, like I said, that promotion where we met. You were you were assisting as well and doing things. Mm -hmm. And then, how does this lead to your connection with Pro Wrestling Revolver, or now known as Wrestling Revolver? So. Um... Which is weird because it's never been Pro Wrestling Revolver. It was always the Wrestling Revolver, and Sammy screwed up when he registered the, the URL. That's a whole other conversation. Because so, that's how I saw it for the longest, and I always thought it was that. Yeah. So and people guess, call it that now because the website is prowrestlingrevolver.com. Yeah. It's always it was only supposed to be Wrestling Revolver or the Wrestling Revolver, and yeah. and Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. The, all right. Like, yeah, this so is another clip. We're just I, gonna clip here. I have known, <laughs> I have known he, he's gonna kill. I have known Samuel for a long time. Oh, he will punch me in the face so hard. Um, again, these are these are Phil's words. Let's not get right. Me. Sammy's still one of my favorites, so let's let's not have yeah. me die. Oh, he's everybody's favorite. Then you, have to, <laughs> then you have to work for him. With him, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> like Sammy is creatively, he's smart. He makes amazing, like the graphics and visuals that you see are largely him. Every now and again, when he knows he gets over a little over capacity, like he, he will send out some stuff to other people. But most of it, 95% of everything you see with Revolver visually is him. Um, nice. And so we, uh, even by the time he had started at CCW, we had known each other for a while. Um, randomly, because by the time he started, I was already in wrestling. He liked the, he liked the gear I had at the time. Uh, they were like these shorts that had like flames on the bottom. Um, he liked the gear. Um, 
and like we started to know each other then i helped him to get into pro wrestling syndicate where he became heavyweight champion at the time and then from there he joined uh combat zone wrestling um and then i wasn't at czw yet and i joined later and so like we just continued continued our friendship from there um and you know we worked together we worked together <laughs> um and i say i say that in so, sort of in jest like i said i i praise sammy for a lot of the great things that he does um but you know when any two people you get together are not going to agree on everything 100 percent of the time of course yeah but it's... you put any two people together and you're also going to get a lot of syner synergy a lot of synergistic thought that you know you, that one person by themselves would never have um and that's kind of how how we sort of play off each other many times um and so yeah there's times we both want to punch each other in the face and we've freely admitted it to each other there's times i have been punched in the face thank you sammy um i, I was gonna say after this interview unfortunately that might happen again right so. um <laughs> i mean then again i might get my licks into those times so you never know hey there you go <laughs> uh but, yeah so okay. uh have been involved with revolver ever since the beginning um and uh, i mean now we're we were just in Dayton last weekend or not this past week, weekend before we're yeah. in Iowa this coming weekend and we're in Dallas. Well, next, right next to Dallas, Texas the weekend after. So, yeah, I was going to say like when I was looking, cause I was trying to get all the info and graphics uh, to talk to you about. And I'm like, wait, okay. So this show is happening Saturday. Yeah. And then a week later, it's another show. And it's yeah. like, these aren't any small shows either. You guys right. are putting on just insanity back to back. It's like, okay. And then you guys already have that announced. That's like, okay, cool. Maybe you could rest a little bit, come back. No, already in August, this is planned up as well. Right. So it's exactly. like just back to back to back. And like you said, a week ago or even a week before that, you had the, the show even, you had a show already. So it's like just everything is going and going and going on top and, of your already insane schedules that you all have. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, so a lot of, I mean, we're fortunate too that we have a lot of momentum and that we have a lot of, uh, you know, fan base all over the place. And even like in Iowa, we have fans that come up already from Texas and drive down from Illinois and come out from California. And it's like, this is insane in Iowa. And, and then you start, you have that, there was that pause moment the first time I realized this, because, you know, Iowa's always been known for like a great amateur wrestling state or collegiate wrestling, but never would think of it necessarily for pro wrestling. And the amount of conversations I have in Iowa about Japanese wrestling. And I'm like, you're following? Like, and it, it was like this dawning of like, well, if they're big, Amateur, they grow up on amateur wrestling and like they want to see more well okay there's pro, there's ufc there's pro wrestling like oh they're obviously going to absorb more okay cool um and it, it it has really stood up i mean in in clive like this weekend's cage of horrors we're gonna have a thousand people there and i'm not i'm not saying that to undersell it like we're gonna have a thousand people there yeah. um I, I see the tickets <laughs> i know what they look like um and that's that's amazing dallas is our first time in dallas okay we're testing it out we need to see what we can what is there for us we know we need to build it if we're going to go back of course let's see what happens it's a in one way it's a risk another it's like well hey you know nothing venture let's nothing test the waters to see hey again how the fans react to that and there is always a market as well i do have to ask and again it's just selfishly and then also just common interest as well mm -hmm. is an east coast venture ever in the in the works we have been talking about about that a lot okay um now you know each each state kind of has its own rules okay uh, um, unfortunately especially our athletic commission is is not the best over here so i, I know that <laughs> i love our athletic commissions i don't know what you're talking about hey i i know ours loves me for some reason but uh there you go yeah um <laughs> i'm just shaking my head um the the good thing about having an independent wrestling calendar is you know all the things we talked about the bad thing is other people are looking at it too and yeah. so th there have been a couple of promotions i think they got in trouble because they got seen on my list Ooh. and it was not with any intention i'm like oh, i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> um look at it if it's out there it's right i mean i didn't know they were not doing the thing and we're advertising it and the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't advertise them guys right. this is <laughs> um but anyways to say all that so yes we have looked at it but yeah in different places there are different rules but like when we when we run in dayton even though ohio is a commission state we, we just haven't really done that many like deathmatch stuff we have yeah. but that really wasn't a lot of the foundation of the events that were happening there so i think like a, a lot of the events we've had in dayton can be completely replicated 
in Pennsylvania and we wouldn't hit any of the rules that you're, you know, the things you're not supposed to do. In, yeah, in PA is a little more easier than, uh, again, right. unfortunately, us over here in New York, it's a little, right. little harder. New York, Maryland, and Virginia, it's a little, it's a little harder. And in Maryland and Virginia, wrestlers themselves have to be licensed. So yeah. there's an additional expense that goes up each time you talk about like, oh, you want to run an event? Oh, well, you know, you have to throw out a lot more money even just to be able to announce it. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just a realistic financial concern. Um, and then, okay, so Jersey is like the, the land of the free um, when it comes to promotions. There's not an athletic commission that regulates pro wrestling in that respect. Um, but there's a lot of competition there. And there's a... Yeah, there yeah. is. I feel like every other weekend, there's... Every weekend, there's... Probably five shows going on. Right. So that adds to your list though, but then it's, yeah, the market right. is very saturated. And, I mean, I will talk crap like nobody else on CCW like any time of the day, any time of the week. And, but one of the days, what are one of the reasons they sort of dinged themselves was here they are in a market where their own talent can go to any of these other companies 30 minutes down the road. And the highest price those other companies are charging are what you're charging for your general admission. And so, oh, you mean I can go there or, and they were running student shows on Wednesdays for $5, $10. Oh, I can see 75% of the roster right here because you're trying to build Dojo Wars as a brand. Like they just shot themselves, their, themselves in a foot, in their foot. Sorry, I can't form language. I've worked all day. So now my brain's like, ah. Um, it's all good, it's all good. Uh, and so like they, they sort of ran into a wall. That was part of it. That was not the only reason, but they, they ran themselves into walls lar largely in many ways because of that kind of yeah. competition. Um, and they, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this turned into, uh, yeah. Again, I'm like, that's, there was a door, things happened, there's a lot of things and pieces. Well, let's let's go to positive right now. Again, we, we talked about, there was a lot of shows coming up. Let's talk about one of them. Let's start talking about this one right here, Cage of Horrors, this Saturday, again, already it's, it's 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 looking like it's gonna be a huge show just alone with what the card is it's it, it's expected to be an insane show mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about a match that was just announced last night with this one here let's talk about marina shafir taking on rachel armstrong and this one being a first time ever and then rachel still very young in her career as well so this is this is a huge test right here against marina shafir oh absolutely i mean Rachel wants to test herself. What better standard to test yourself against than Marina Shafir? I mean, and Marina herself. Uh, was it, uh, and I always blend it because of my brain. Um, I want to say like was with Invictus fighting. Um, and then uh, uh, now is with AEW. So like, she's a tough, tough competitor. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a big test right there. And then just seeing for both getting to test their skills still, because Marina is still coming into, I feel like her, her own as a, as a, as a wrestler as well, seeing what she can do in that, in that field. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then the matchup, I feel like everyone's talking about the, the, another alternate to the art came out today as well for this one, the dream match, a match. I feel like it's one of those where you talk about, Oh, if only this could happen and it's happening on Saturday. Roderick Strong versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm -hmm. This is one when I saw, I was like, I, I was sold already. I was like, it's going to be interesting. I heard that was coming. My brain just went like, <laughs> like, um, I've known, I've known Speedball for a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. There's a joke associated with that, but, um, um, he, uh, I mean, this is going to be amazing. Speedball is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. And I mean, Roderick's not like Roderick Strong isn't one of the best wrestlers <laughs> in the world. Uh, but like, so these two together, this pairing is just going to be absolutely amazing. I laugh when you when, about Speedball because uh, Speedball, the very first time when he came to CCW and he came up to me and I'm going to do a horrible, very horrible Francophone accent for, for a moment. Um, he, uh, like I'm halfway in the building where this is when we used to run at Flyer Skate Zone. And I see him come in and he beelines straight for me. And he's like, oh, I saw you standing over there and I just had to say hi. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I was like, oh no, we've met before. We did? He's like, yes, yes, you wrestled in Canada. And I was like, I, I met you there, oh, it's so cool. And I was like, I haven't been in Canada. By that point, it was like, let's say 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like, 
were you on the show? And he's like, oh, no, no. I was just a kid. I was in middle school. I was like, thanks, Speedball. Um, so ever oh. since then, like every time I see him, that's all I can think of. Um, and randomly got to tell that story back to him the last time we were in Dayton. Um, and he was like, I forgot. And that's so true. <laughs> and Veda's making fun of him the entire time. Uh, what a way to just be like, well, now you make me feel old. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was no different than having when we had um, Player Uno and, and Yuta Wheeler. Like, it, like the most surreal moment I had, like we're standing in the hallway, we're all having a conversation. And I was just like, I've known both of you since you were each like 15 years old. Because I, I, I used to do, because I was wrestling in Valley Field, Quebec. And yeah. for MWF, and I'd done some stuff with IWS. And then here's like a 120-pound player Uno getting steenalized thrown over the head of uh, Kevin Steen at the time um, and getting like horribly concussed as a 15-year-old kid. And here's Yuta Wheeler getting trained at, at a, uh, South Carolina um, and co come to see him come up more recently. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> like... Uh, so not only am I the president of wrestling, I'm like everybody's Uncle Phil. Like that's how I'm feeling right now. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a good thing though. Again, it just shows it's the it's the evolution of it all. That's, right. that's all it is. Right. So, but again, that's a matchup. I, I when I saw that announcement, I was like, that could be the card right there. Like we're talking right. about just insane matches this weekend. Had I feel like two of the matches that would be talked about till were blue in the face almost. That was that was the first match we announced for that for that event yeah. and uh i mean that night we held, had a lot of pre-sales uh at, at the event and then like we later do an online sale and it was the the second fastest ticket sales within one day that we've ever had only outed by the last time we ran in dayton just after that um so this last time we ran in dayton that sold the fastest compared to any event before it and this event sold the fastest before it even though that event's second it's yeah <laughs> Hey, again, it's it, it's just showing where you guys are skyrocketing with, hey, these announcements do that. So that's right. that's always great to see. But I always want more. I'm always like, this needs to be more. It needs to be bigger. And like, I was so ha I was so shocked and happy when like uh, John Moxley talked about Revolver on on he when he was on uh, uh, he had an interview with Renee Paquette yeah. on her podcast, and he talks about and he just brings up Revolver so casually, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> marketing. Um, <laughs> I was all about it. Yeah. No, and again, that 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 alone, having him and, and Callahan back together, doing that, that's a mm -hmm. just it's it's a reason why people are very interested because it it brings situations like you get something like this, but then you also a, a dream match like that, and then you get some of the matches that you never think again that would be a cool pairing, and then it happens yeah. like this one, this next one here. I feel like this is gonna be cool to see. You have the Rascals, you have Second Gear Crew, like. This just explain a little bit. What is Cage of Horror? Though? What is this matchup that we're looking at? What is this going to be? So those are two. Those are two big questions. So Cage yeah. of Horrors is a sort of a staple now for Revolver. Okay. Don't think of it necessarily as just your typical steel cage that covers a ring. Okay. There are cage pieces everywhere. Um, there are weapons everywhere. There is just chaos everywhere. Okay. Um. For, for fans who watched Pro Wrestling Unplugged in the day, it's a lot more similar to what the Crazy 8 was um, in that kind of respect. Okay. gotcha. But up to a level, um, because now you've had, you know, here's now 15 years of people who have been doing like Cage of Death after that. And so like, oh, we can up the ante more and like create this insane thing called Cage of Horrors. At the same time, the Revolver Tag Championships have been bouncing back and forth between the ABC of Chris Bay and Ace Austin, yep. SGC of the Second Gear Crew, and then the Rascals. And so now, in, and the I would say the heat of this has really come down between SGC and the Rascals because those are a grouping of three on three. Okay, you guys have tried to go at this before and haven't resolved it. It's gotten bigger and bigger now it's for and the revolver tag titles. Now it collides. It's all in Cage of Horrors. Uh, SGC and Rascals are going to demolish each other. <laughs> it, it's going to be insane. I mean, I have seen Zach Wentz climb pieces of that building that I didn't know were climbable 
and jump off of them. So now he's, there's going to be a steel cage involved. Um, and God only knows what other contraptions of, of destruction. I'm sure the scaffold's going to come back out again. Like that's yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about just the insanity that's going to happen. Like just adding, just having them have a normal match. It already is insane. And then adding all these elements, it's going to be one that, yeah, that's going to be interesting to say. Right. So definitely if you guys haven't already, which I know if you're watching this, you've gotten your ticket by now. But just in case, go get your tickets. Link's in the description down below. Revolvertickets.com. Revolvertickets.com. There you go. Link is also down below, so make sure you get it. It's in the description. We make sure to add everything before we before we go live. Also, check it out on Fight Plus because, again, get that stream in there as well. Mm -hmm. But then let's talk about the, the championship match now. We talked about some insane ones. Let's talk about the new Revolver World Champion, Jake Chris, defending against Kevin Blackwood here. This one, Jake... It, Finally winning the big one there in Revolver here against a man that I feel like it's it's when you see Kevin Blackwood, it's one of those things that it's like he, he there's so much to say about Kevin Blackwood. Like just an insane style in there. So so this match was announced before Jake was the champion. Okay. And initially when it was announced, so Revolver has been having a little bit of an issue with prestige wrestling. It became the first these little you don't, jabs. You don't say yeah. Right. I mean, just you know, a, a skirmish, really. And then Prestige thought they were better. And then we um might have, you know, done some bad things to people. Um, I think we knocked a tooth out of Kevin Blackwood's mouth. Um with a trash can lid, I think. Maybe, perhaps. Um, and so now it's gotten to a point. Where so now Jake is the champion. Well, we're not going to back down from having this match. So now Kevin Blackwood, in his debut at Revolver, gets to go up against the Revolver World Champion, a title that has been defended around the world. Like we don't just say World because oh look, it's top. You're just going to call no, it. Yeah, it is literally a, it is been title. defended. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this is going to be heated. Um, already there's already contention because of of the rivalry now between Revolver and Prestige. So I'm really looking forward, and J and Jake does not back down from any challenge. Um, the 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 event we had before he won the championship, he took on John Moxley, like and and went to a limit with John Moxley. Like this is going to be uh, just absolutely hard hitting. No, definitely. Again, you add that title element, you now add this as well. The prestige of Oliver feud, it, it's going to be a fight. Definitely, no, neither is going to back down. Wanted to make sure they take home that championship. And then I can imagine Kevin Blackwood isn't going to mind wanting to take that over to Prestige. Like, hey, now we have your centerpiece oh. right here. Oh, I'm sure he wants to. He's not. So, no. I know. <laughs> so there, there you go. Now let's talk about a match I feel like you might have a lot of interest in. So I, I feel like you might. You might have some interest in this one. So let's talk about it. It is a tornado tag match featuring the Russian Dynamite herself, Masha Slamovich, and Jessica against the Unit Zone, JT Dunn, and Ali. So let's uh, let's talk about this one. And again, I, I feel like you might have interest in this. I'm not sure why. I'm just gonna do one of these and uh, take it away, Phil. I mean, let's let's put it this way. In matches with Jessica against the unit, she's lost five, six of them, and has won one. Masha has never faced anybody in the unit and has already gotten beat by it. Just saying. Um, and so Sammy, who keeps wanting to like distract and turn, do things to the unit. Okay, cool. So JT has been wanting to face off against Sammy. He finally gets it out of his system in, in Dayton. Takesha, unable to make it because of travel issues. Here comes Sammy. They have their big battle. Finally, okay. It's over. It's done with JT. You done? You got it out? Okay, great. You got it done. We've beaten Jessica all these times. Great. Wonderful. And then Sammy makes this match. What are you doing? Okay, so yes, Masha was collateral damage when Ali and JT attacked Sammy last time we were in Iowa. Wasn't anything personal. Masha just happened to be there when it happened on the offensive against Sammy. So now Masha's mad. Jessica's mad. Okay. Now we get to beat them both again. Again. 
again. Yeah. Again, this is just because I, I, I don't want to offend you. This is, I don't know if it's as, as easy contest because now you have a mad Masha Slamovich who's already a fierce competitor she in is. her own accord, but now she's pissed off. <laughs> so, and that's where she loses control. If you see, she's a tremendous competitor, she's violent, yeah. but you throw in rage, that means you're not thinking clearly. We have the advantage there. We can outthink them. I mean, okay. just, just, just sick. Because she's sick. Like, yeah. the, the, the Jessica Havoc that I knew is somewhere lost in another realm. This is Jessica. Like, and Masha. And you know, the, and the last time Jessica got matched up with a random partner that she never tagged with before, and Matthew Palmer, she punched him right in the face and broke his jaw. Like, how how is she going to do now with yet another pairing of somebody against the unit when, again, she's lost to the unit how many times? So. I'm just this, Again, the, the odds are stacked in there against them there, but I'll, I'll stay unbiased here and say it's definitely going to be an interesting contest to see. But from that, let's go now to a four-corner mayhem as you you have El Fantasmo fresh off Forbidden Door here going head-to-head with a man that I feel like is just a, a human highlight reel, a true innovator, Gringo Loco. You have the, the ace of many promotions, Jordan Oliver, and the bounty hunter himself, Brian Keith, going head-to-head-to-head-to-head to head to head here. Let's talk about this one, Phil. So, I mean, you, you basically just said it. <laughs> the, these... These guys will stop at nothing. Um, ELP had his has, has had his revolver debut at the last time we were in Iowa. Um, having him back again is going to be absolutely fantastic for every reason you just said. No. Gringo, every time he's there, he brings it. Um, it feel people are acting like they're surprised at Gringo, and I'm like, you've seen him do this stuff at Revolver. Like we know what he could do and how how he can go. Um, and so uh, uh, and Jordan Oliver has been, you know, hey. Jordan Oliver is this kid, I, and I, I, I don't mean kid, like I don't mean that offensively, like bear, bear with me here for a moment. Like I have seen him since he was a kid yep. come up and it's and people would dismiss him because like, oh, he was this young boy coming into wrestling. And now he's at a level where he's passed a lot of those people who used to look down on him and he just keeps up it. Like he is continuing to grow. He's one of those guys that like every time you see him, like, okay, he's got... He's doing this much more. He's even more solid than he was before. And and Brian Keith will just hurt you. Yeah. There's, there's He's reason a bounty hunter. It. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like it, it just, it's again, it's a lot of pieces to this one that the match explains itself. It is going to be mayhem. It's going to be one that you guys are not going to want to miss. This is one thing about this card. When I was looking at, I'm like, there's a lot that's just in, insanity after insanity. Like there's yeah. no, I, I hate to use the cliche, but there is no match that isn't, main event quality right there like it, it's 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 great a lot of our revolver events are really like that like when you look at them you're like this could be a main event at almost yeah. any other promotion in the world that's a good problem to have though because again right. that just makes right. like, it, it's reasons why again the amount you're selling for this saturday there's a reason why the streaming is going to be through the roof there like absolutely it, it, it does it's, it's justice and we're not done yet we still have one more to talk about as this one is, a, is this is going to be rough because it's a dog collar match. You have Crash Jackson going head to head with Fulton, and it, that's going to be just you're, you're letting two just monsters go at it here, and you're adding that element of the dog collar match. Well, t- tell us about this because there's no, there has to be a reason why it's gotten down to this, if I'm not mistaken. So, Crash, um, Crash had been undefeated at Revolver for okay. so long. He, he was almost, I almost want to call him the king of our scrambles because he just kept winning and winning. And often he was in multi-person matches and kept winning and winning and winning. And then he gets derailed um, part, in part by Fulton, but also by Steve Macklin. Um, Macklin run, run shot right through him um, with some help from Fulton. Macklin takes that opportunity. It was a golden ticket scramble, takes that ticket. Later that night becomes Revolver champion. Uh, and only just this last event got beaten by Jake Crit. 
Fulton keeps egging on Crash and just jabbing at him and jabbing at him, jabbing at him. I have never seen Crash heated until like the just this last month. Like that's a dangerous place. But Madman Fulton is also living up to his name uh, and has aligned himself with, with Raywald, who just is a master manipulator. And so now controlling the mind of Fulton against a hoss like Crash, who is that much more just incensed and ready to go, like this is going to be brutal. And again, just that match alone, and then you add just the elements of what they're bringing in. And you add that just what he does. And I've heard he's a good singer too. But again, I I don't know where I might have heard that. I'm not sure. But that there's a lot of elements to this one that I'm looking forward to seeing what chaos. Because already the Cage of Horror sounds like that's going to be chaotic as is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of matches on this card. This It truly, it adds to the name of the show. Cage of Horrors fits it perfect. Like you're going to see a lot of horror and mayhem on Saturday. So again, if you guys haven't already, make sure you get those tickets. If you're not able to make it in person, watch it on Fight because it's going to be worth getting to see all this insane action. And get Fight if you're not able to make it to Texas as well. Seven days later, another stacked event already scheduled there. You have the Rascals. You have Allie. You have Sammy Callahan, Alex Shelley, Mike Bay. Like it's it's stacked after stacked event and then in august you have that guy that's trying to steal your your gimmick there phil you have mad cardona making his way to revolver alex shelley back there as well masha which i don't know again for what you're saying she might be car subject to change if she's able to make it in august and then you again jay chris is there as well so just stacked events again just can't wait to see what revolver continues to be and the just where it continues to grow as well Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Phil, again, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because this has been a pleasure. And definitely we're going to have to do this again because I feel like there's so much more just about the craft itself we could talk about. So I thank you so much for joining us. But I have one final question I do want to ask. So for the president of wrestling himself, for Phil Stamper, what is the end goal? Oh, keep getting better. I always want improvement. I always want to do more and be more. Um, I never want to stop. And I always want to remind people that they can always trust in Phil. There you go. It's not just a tagline, folks. It's not just a tagline. There you go. But there you go, guys. And again, let's make sure you guys are following all things Revolver as well on social media. Go follow them on Instagram, PW Revolver. Again, it should have just been Revolver, but we'll, we'll leave that to Sammy Callahan. <laughs> again, these are Phil's words. I don't, I don't want to get right. beat up here. We, we're still cool, Sammy. Uh, on Twitter, at PW Revolver. And then also, go follow... Phil on his social media as well. As at the moment, his, his his social media isn't working right now, but we'll get it back there. We'll get it. Back it's there. working. If you go to twitter.com slash trust and Phil, you're gonna get there. No, I, I you got just won't be able to search for it. Yeah, you can it's, it's get there. It, it'll, it'll pop up eventually. You just it's it's hard to tag him, unfortunately. But go follow him on Instagram, trust and Phil. Follow him on Twitter at trust and Phil. Again, just make sure you you type it in because unfortunately it's uh it's being a little yeah. So, again, Phil, thank you so much for joining us here. This has been a pleasure. We definitely will will have to do this again. And everyone watching, as always, don't forget to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, respect the craft, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.